Play it, play it, play it, play it. We are gay like a fruit. We are looking like a snack. You are listening to Fruit Snacks. <laughs> you always first start and don't say nothing. I'm sorry. I'm just so eager to, you know, talk to our fans. <laughs> Still nobody. Still nobody. Still yeah. no one listening. No, we started an Instagram. We got seven followers. So we're doing big things. We out here. <laughs> um hi hey guys so welcome back i'm brian i'm brian <laughs> was that for real just kidding. Oh. Kidding. Oh. i'm shane and you are listening to fruit, fruit snacks, snacks. <laughs> just the gayest ever every time fruit snacks faggotry up in here sits right in the top of your nasal junction snacks i'm actually super nasally because i've been Brian um, made me travel through the night to get to LA so that we could record for our fans. Well, long story short. I'm a flight attendant. I'm exhausted. And oh my God. Can you say that any louder? No, I just need to put emphasis on it. Well, here's I'm... the thing. We are now where are we in Long Beach, California, recording this. LBC. In my house. Um, Shane was having a hard week, so he decided to come out and visit because we can do that since we got the free bennies on the flight <laughs> status. Not the bennies. We're gold, platinum, diamonds, diamonds elite. <laughs> <laughs> Top soloist. <laughs> so, um, um, how you doing? Good. Uh, <clears throat> well, before we even get into that, um, yeah. we're going to try to have a new format this week. Um, the first episode, as you can tell, was us um, just explaining each other to you guys so you kind of knew our viewpoint. It was very brief, but obviously, if you continue listening to us, you'll get where we're coming from more, more and more because we want to be friends with all y'all. But um, we're going to start labeling some of these segments just so that it's a little bit easier to follow along as you're listening. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we like give out a title of this week, we're talking about this you'll know exactly what we're about to get into does that make sense <laughs> yeah. i mean yeah i i was gonna wait for a response for a second and then realized nobody's talking back to us <laughs> i was like waiting and I, then i realized you were talking to me yeah. um yeah so this is all like a working working thing yeah Nothing so um stuck. we're gonna start off every episode with the fruit roll-up and this week on the fruit roll-up we literally are just gonna be catching up so how have you been shane um, I must said good. That probably would have been a lie. Um, Isn't it funny how, like, on a side note, as adults or even Americans, realistically, when you're like, how you doing? And you're like, good. When you're like dying inside. Yeah. But like, you really don't expect Because if you were to be like, I'm not good, they'd be like, oh, and right. then get awkward. Not, yeah, not yeah. at all know how to respond. But um, oopsies, got to turn that off. <laughs> Sorry, guys. You put grinder on your computer? Yeah, girl, got to get that dick while we record in podcasts. Um, yeah, no, I don't think that people are really equipped to answer that. I don't think that people are equipped to answer that question, and I don't think that people are equipped for an honest response to that question. Like, nothing's more startling than when some lady comes on the plane, and they're like, how's it going? She's like, good, how are you? And I'm like, actually, I'm not doing so good. And she's like, oh, uh, I'm just trying to find my seat. <laughs> Do you know where 13B is? <laughs> I'm like, well, have a good day. <laughs> um, okay, but sorry. Going back, how are you? Yeah. Um, well, uh, about a well, I guess I can talk about it because we mentioned it in the first episode um, about me being in a relationship. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, well, I'm not anymore. Mm. 
She moved quick. Uh, uh, <laughs> that was a year. Um, it was a year that I was in that relationship. So um, it's kind of just like the flowing out of a relationship that I feel like at this point in my life, I'm a little more mentally equipped to handle or process. Mm-hmm. But like we were talking about earlier, it's not... Um, it's just that retraining your brain to be used to being, to being used to being on your own again. Sure. Which is difficult. Right. Um, because like when you're like bored or you're like, who can I call? You're like automatically think I can call my boyfriend. Yeah. But then now that that you have to like create that space, you're like, oh my God, I want to call them. Cause I'm like, there's mm-hmm. really no reason you have nothing really to talk about, no. but that comfort of like being able to do that, you can't. And so yeah. then that makes you feel really alone and miss the relationship. Totally. When really you're just missing the habit, then the relationship, I'm sure you're missing the relationship, but yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, it was my decision. Well, I mean, it was a, a mutually respected decision that um, I felt like I needed to make because there are a lot of aspects of my life that I need to focus on more. And I don't feel like it's fair to drag a relationship through that. Totally. Um, Look at you all mature and whatnot. Right? <laughs> she better be grown. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's big, huh? It's big, huh? Oh, we talked it. about that last week. We did. Um, Shout out to Landon. If You know, I did do look. <laughs> did do? Did do. I did look, and it was Landon. Because um, I know the last episode, I name? wasn't sure. Landon something, I don't know. Uh-huh. But Landon. Landon, if you're listening, shout out, <laughs> shout out to you. Um, so yeah, the, luckily I have, um, or I had pushed my schedule together, um, work wise to be off this last week and a half. Uh-huh. I was originally supposed to go to Europe, but, um, after ending my relationship, I felt like being completely isolated would have killed me. Yeah. Um, and I just needed to be surrounded by love, which kind of brings us into our topic, but I want Brian to catch up first. So how are you? Honestly, um, I've, you know, it's weird because when you have anxiety, you feel so alone. Mm -hmm. But then I was at work the other day, um, at Disney, um, doing a couple shows and um, when I when I went into work, I literally was giving myself like a pep talk, like, okay, you're happy to be here. Don't let what you're going through affect what you experienced today at work, you know? And I was like really trying to be in the moment of joy because mm-hmm. there was so much piling up. Yeah. And instantly um, the opposite happened. <laughs> <laughs> I walked in and it seemed like everyone was kind of in a bad mood, but it was like the perfect gift from the universe, honestly, because... Um, what I realized everyone was in a bad mood is because everyone was feeling anxious about their own life for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. We were all on our own journey, but in a weird way, all our misery kind of brought us together right. and it didn't make us feel so alone. So in that moment, I was like so grateful about that that experience. And I feel like there's been so much going on in my life with juggling like the new house. I just got a new car, which has been so frustrating as well, but it's now done. And then like, the perceived idea of not financially being stable just because yeah. money is literally running out the door, like sprinting, hemorrhaging money, <laughs> trying yeah. to run as fast as possible for my bank account. <laughs> and so, uh, that is kind of a little bit scary, yeah. but I feel like now that everything kind of is subsiding and I'm getting back into the groove of things, mm-hmm. which I knew I was eventually going to get to, um, it's now been a lot easier, but definitely 
going through that journey, obviously you don't see the end. And so your mind spirals. And I was spiraling pretty hard. I was like literally in the shower, Shane. Like, uh, <laughs> like PTSD from PTSD. thinking about showers right now. Seriously, because like you're in there by yourself and the yeah. water's like trickling down. Yeah. And all I see is like, you know, like when you're in the car and it's raining and you're like, your head's yeah. against the window and it's like Hillary Duff's in your mind, like, <laughs> let the rain fall down and wake my dreams. Like, I was doing that in the shower and I just started crying and I was like, what the hell oh is my going God. on? Wait, when was this? Uh, it's been like a couple, like, it's been like. <laughs> A couple times, so which time you want to know? <laughs> also, I just imagine you wrapped up in your plastic shower curtain, like, <laughs> like not a, even against glass, with a shower like, cap on <laughs> to protect my curlers because I'm gonna look cute today. <laughs> you have no hair, no hair, not, not a single, <laughs> not a single hair. But that would be funny if I had that rolled. would be funny. No, but um, I was like in there crying, and I literally had to talk out loud what I was what I was experiencing because I was so mentally um running myself down and so I was like verbally telling myself exactly this like Brian what is it why are you crying Mm -hmm. like tell me and I'm like having this weird like third person conversation but it was like so healthy for me because I was like explaining to myself that I've gone through so much worse and I've been fine and yes it seems like in this moment it's like really hard for you but just stay solid and mm-hmm. you're good and you'll get through it and if you aren't getting through it then the journey is not over and you keep pushing right. and like in that moment it was great to hear that but then like once I step out of the shower all my problems are there to face me mm-hmm. so it's like okay here we go you know yeah. and you almost have to like shut off to like experience that or not experience it. You have to almost shut off to get through that. So last week I've kind of been shut off, but yeah, like I've been really grateful. Like the other day, yesterday I went um, out um, for coffee and I went to Phil's coffee and I hadn't had in a while. And um, it was like the perfect coffee for me. Mm-hmm. I tried a new flavor. I got the ginger snap and it was like a ginger coffee and I love ginger coffee and just drinking that and walking around the city. It was like, the perfect experience because mm-hmm. the sun was like at that fall level where like you're yeah. in a light sweater and then um i was like starving and i wanted indian food and i got the best indian food in san jose because that's where i was at when i was like experiencing this low and um it was like a nice gift from the universe because I was say that universe brought it to you literally like, brought it to me honestly because none of yeah. that was planned yet it was exactly what i needed in that moment right. and i was like so grateful for that and so now that i'm going through these like j- this journey i've been really uh cognizant of like looking for those signs of like this is this was for me you know this was a gift for me yeah. to like w- even though you feel alone a lot it's like someone's still looking out for you mm-hmm. and whatever that someone is she got me <laughs> she got my back <laughs> um I, it's funny that you bring up like the shower thing and the reason that i mentioned ptsd just obviously being dramatic um is the first place that i went literally the moment that my relationship ended um was the shower uh-huh. and i I think I texted you either just before or right uh-huh. after. Um, and I had a moment where I just like, I mean, I didn't like literally fall to the ground, but I just kind of fell to the ground and let the shower like run on me. Right. And I, you were creating that E true Hollywood story. Yes. Yeah. Like the over dramatization. Dramatization. Ooh, girl. Dramatization. No, no. dramatization. Dramatization. There it is. There it is. We're educated. <laughs> Making podcast moves. Um, yeah, like literally just in the shower and that's where I lost it. Like yeah. 
I didn't even have a conversation with myself. It was just like a release of emotion, which I had not had in a very long time. Sure. And you know, you can feel, feel that build up. Right. Um, and it was just such a moment of vulnerability. Um, especially like being naked in the shower. You're like, <laughs> you literally could not be more vulnerable. Just crying naked and water running over you. Mine is much more depressing than Hillary Duff. I have like, uh, like a, actually I have a playlist on my Spotify called Grey's and it's just For a lot gray of days. No. Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. It's like a collection of a lot of the music that they use. And then when like people are dying and stuff yes, and they like have that the like most, slow Yeah. That's like the ugly panel. crying yeah. moments. And, and also like songs that I've just found over time that would match that, that See, feel. She's trying to, she's trying to create a moment. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all about creating moments. And you know, what's really funny though, is that, you know, you're doing it. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm sad. I'm going to listen to this. And then when you start crying, you're in the moment, like yeah. you're acting it out. Like this is what I needed. This mm-hmm. is me. I'm here. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. A gift from the universe. A gift from the universe. But you know what kind of helped me pull it together? And this is so strange. But um, did you watch um, Megan McCain's eulogy for her father? No, I did not. Okay. Well, if anybody who is listening, all seven of you. Um... Oops, sorry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, my God. Imagine if my mic wasn't on. Oh, I know. Well, I was like, I don't think I'm hearing you. <laughs> but go ahead. Um. Anyways, if anybody has not listened to Meghan McCain's eulogy for Senator John McCain, please do that. (laughs) Yeah, her dad. Please do that. She was such a warrior in that moment where she would have these moments of like breaking down. Because you know when you're already emotional, speaking about whatever's making you emotional, you get like that lump in your throat. and And yeah, and it's just so hard to hurdle past. And she would pull it together and find the passion in what she was saying because her eulogy was also very politically driven. Sure. Um, I had, I literally had visions of her and her pulling out her strength to overcome like her moments of weakness in that eulogy in the moment that I was being super emotional. And I was like, it's okay. Pull it together. Like kind of like you said, like you're going to get past it. If it's, if it's not pulled together yet, it's just because it's not the end yet. Um, and, and like, um, on a side note with that, like, it's good to like, let it out because I feel like if you, oh, you have if, to, you have to. And if you go into that, like, stay solid, I'm fine without actually experiencing the right. pain, it just goes spiraling down. So you really have to like cry and mm-hmm. in those vulnerable, like awful moments that you probably yeah. hate being in, you got to be like, yeah, no, this is good. I'm going to be good. Cause then that's totally. when I feel like you're releasing that emotion and you're like, okay, let's get down to business yeah. to defeat the, the Hans. <laughs> Right. I said the king. Um, and I think before that, I was pulling it together before allowing those emotions, sure. emotions to, to come out. Um, so listen to that eulogy. Also, shout out to Meghan McCain. You are one of the first Republicans in a very long time that I have been able to tolerate and find common ground with, even though yeah. I don't know you. Here's the thing with all of that on a complete side. I have a lot of side notes today. I'm so sorry. But I hopefully I'm bringing it back to the main topic. Um, you know what? It's not even important. Continue. No, go ahead. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like there's so much to say about this side note that when I, it's like one of those things where I'm like, long story short, and the story is still 30 minutes long. Um, but it's hard what you were saying about the Republican, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm not really a, affiliated with the party because I feel like everyone has the crazies. Yeah. But 
it's unfortunate that like I feel like the crazies are the most vocal and I was like and yeah. I was I don't know Megan McCain very well but I was going to say side note she seems like one of the ones who at least wants to listen she, and yeah. even though she does have a very strong stance on what she believes I feel like those are the people you need in your life whether mm-hmm. they agree with you or not yeah. to push you forward into either knowing what you believe and like really understanding where you're coming from or challenging your thoughts and actually changing your mind because I think yeah. both are very healthy well yeah. and she's not only she's not only passionate about what she's saying because I'm a person where I just get very passionate. And so sometimes I can understand that being more aggressive, but she's also so educated in what she's saying that I'm like, at least she's coming from a point of me being able to understand what she's saying because it's, it's not just her opinion. Right. It's like, no, here are the facts. This is what it is. And that's what I mean, where it's like the challenging, not just like that, uh-huh. ignorant babble it's like right. no i've actually listened to both sides and this is why i feel the way right I, yeah. I still don't agree with her a lot but i respect her i respect her yeah. totally um that i that was just me shouting out to her because she helped me through a vulnerable time you know what's another thing that i can update you on is what? that i am horny af you know like now that i'm done with a lot of the stress in my life you know, like after you like go through, like say you have a competition or a presentation or something and mm-hmm. you can't eat because you have mm-hmm. anxiety and you're like, I, I'm not hungry. Like I just need to keep pushing. Yep. And then the moment the f- you're, the moment yes. it's over, you're starving, starving for the dick. Being, I mean, what? Right. <laughs> I mean, food, food. <laughs> it's like starving. <laughs> yes. No, but like, honestly, <laughs> I say that jokingly, but... <laughs> Like, well, I guess I'm not joking because I'm being dead ass. Um, yeah, now that I'm, like, not stressed, my sex drive has come back full, strong. She's knocking at the door, like, when we go, when we going out? When we about to do the damn thing? On and the I'm ring like, up. <laughs> on the ring, yeah. It's like, ding dong. Anybody home? I'm like, I see you, girl, but I'm busy. I got things to do, things to do. But, yeah, now I'm, like, soups horny. Mm-hmm. Not that y'all care about that, but... If you're single, holla at your boy. If you have no STDs, holla at your boy. <laughs> Do you want to share that? Yeah. Oh, wait. Sure. What? Oh, oh, the STD scare? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so me just saying that now, <laughs> it sounds like I'm really slutty. Here's the thing. I wish I was. Yeah, he's not at all. I'm not at, at all. all. I, I feel like, um, especially like, I. <laughs> this is so bad. I have a pretty big ego, I think. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. I can say it. You can't. <laughs> but um, here's the thing with my ego is that it's not a big thing because I know where I'm wrong or like it might take me a bit to get there, but I'm open for you to like change my mind. Right. And if you don't mm-hmm. change my mind, that's where I go. Like I'm still thinking I'm right. Right. But here's the thing. Because I think so highly of myself, when I think of sleeping with someone, I feel like it, it almost takes a piece of me away. And so I'm like, are you deserving of this piece of me, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have this bomb-ass pussy. You know what I mean? I'm not going to digmatize you or anything. It's like, when you have sex with me, it's probably very average, like, as far as the experience. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not getting anything special. But in my head, I'm thinking you are. So I'm like, I don't want him <laughs> to experience all this glory if you're going to walk about my life. Um, so with that mindset, it's been very difficult for me to, like, get busy with people. You know what I mean? And, like, for me, if, if I know you in a like a friendship way mm-hmm. you're like a hundred percent more likely to have sex with me only because i feel like even if shit weren't shit were to go awry and we didn't like each other at least we had like that foundation to yeah. build off of and that comfort i can't do a one night stand i try to download grinder nothing like 
all I kept getting hit on, mind you, was like 50 plus year old men, <laughs> white men, who want their little like whipping boy, which I'm not opposed to. But if you ain't cute, I'm so sorry. Like maybe you can try Sears. <laughs> yeah, he already owns his own house and his own car. Doesn't need your daddy money. I don't need your daddy money because I am what? Independent. Okay. <laughs> but then. <laughs> Attempted a tongue pop. <laughs> yep, you know, it's more like a tongue click, but yes, yes. See, I'm gonna point to you if I need a tongue pop for emphasis. It's see, like, I don't have these juicy lips, but I can tongue pop. <laughs> she can tongue pop. Um, so Shane told me to bring this up because it's actually a really funny story. I'm edging on 30. Okay, in a couple months, I'm turning 30. I thought you were gonna say I'm edging. <laughs> I'm edging. Do you know what that is? Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah. Um, do y'all do y'all know what that is? I guess look it up. Look it up. Yeah. So I was I'm edging on 30. Uh And so I was like, you know, you know, like when I saw a meme and funny enough, these memes that I see as jokes, they like literally it's like they come from a place of truth. The truth. Yeah. Of the truth. It's being able to laugh at ourselves. And so one of them was like, man, I wish I was the size that I was when I thought I was fat. For sure. You know what I mean? Like you look back and like, why was I thinking? So that's how I feel. Like I now that I'm coming to 30, I'm going to look back at pictures when I was younger and be like, oh, I wish I slept around. Like Mm -hmm. that's when I should have been doing it. So I was like, and I bet you when I get to the next 10 years at 40, I'm going to be like, why did I think I was like too old? at 30 so i was like let me get some dick okay (laughs) so then for two weeks i slept with three different people we're not going to name names but i was like flight attending is a perfect job to sleep around you know you're in different cities so i was like do 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 sleep 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 and i slept okay and then this bitch okay after after I had this little slutty phase. I was feeling my oats, being like, yes, I'm doing the like thing. the first time ever in your life. Literally the first time ever slutty. This is when the universe <laughs> is like, girl, you need to reel it in. So literally after the th- the two weeks I was like doing my ho rotation, like my whole world tour. Hotation, a, ho- a whole new world. <laughs> a whole new world of sleeping around. Um, the first guy that I slept with texted me and was like hey you might want to get tested i said bitch and i was like of course like literally i didn't even say anything i was like okay yep of course so i texted him i was like what do you have what are the symptoms because <laughs> i was like i need to know this is a universe and gift and you send me medication this is a universe gift that that same day i was like okay i need to get tested because i'm off and it was a tuesday and the testing clinic is only open on tuesdays and it was 11.55, and they opened at 12. Got in, got out, got my results, ain't got nothing. So you know what? We got to get back out there. <laughs> I didn't learn my lesson. Got to get Wait, back was out there. Wait, was he the the first of the th- The first of the three. Oh, so shit. you know. So you would have had to have told Girl, the other so two. I wouldn't be able to go back to the other two <laughs> if I wanted to. They'd be like, you know, I'm busy. <laughs> so... Hmm. If you're listening, I don't have any STDs. (laughs) So if you still want to sleep with me, I'm clean. But here's the thing, too. It's like we were clean when we were doing it. So I knew we weren't. I wasn't going to have any trouble because I'm on prep. And like I said, I'm not sexual. I mean, I'm sexual, but not slutty. And I'm on prep. And I've been on prep for about two years. And I still, when I got on it, I wasn't in a relationship. I wasn't having sex. So I was like, I just need to do it as a responsible person. Just in case, you know. And on top of that, like when I sleep around... I use condoms. I try to be, you know, good. But, you know, when you suck dick, you ain't trying to suck rubber. <laughs> no. No. I, nobody is. No. And, like, when you're trying to lick a booty hole, you're not trying to lick rubber either. So Hell no. I think that's where the STDs spread. But, luckily, I got good genes, a good immune system. Nothing <laughs> can tear me down. <laughs> Sick. 
Um, <laughs> so that's our lives. Yeah. Oh, you know what we need to catch up on? What? Well, I mean, I told you, but so the first episode that we recorded was in San Diego. Uh-huh. And like two two days after, I was going on vacation. Uh-huh. And I realized that I had at the time what I thought were bed bug bites on my back. You didn't tell me this. Yes, I did. Okay, maybe you did. Yeah. So the first thought in my mind, because all that Brian was able to joke about in San Diego was like, dang, this is where your company puts you up. Like, (laughs) this hotel is shoddy, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my God, now he's going to have bed bug bites and be like, see, I told you your company sucks. I was literally in my head like, not even worried about the bed bugs, but about (laughs) what your reaction was going to be to me telling you that there were bed bugs in that hotel. Because Brian stayed the night in the hotel. And I was like, well, maybe it was just in my bed. Like, hopefully it was. Um, so I'm like, okay, they're like kind of itchy. And it was just this little like patchy area of what felt like a bunch of little tiny bites. Plot twist. It was back herpes. (laughs) Plot twist. (laughs) Yes, it was. Um, so I was like, okay, well they're bed bug bites. Those go away. Yeah. Within a few days. Yeah. 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 Um, so I like took a photo just to document just in case told my manager, um, when I saw her at work and, um, she had me like file a report and all this stuff just in case it like escalated and I needed to make sure that the company was paying for stuff. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, so then I started noticing like a couple other little, what, again, what I thought were bed bug bites. And I was like, well, it does say it could take up to a few days to appear. So I was like, maybe that's what it is. So then I was like, okay, something, you know, when something internally does not feel right, Mm -hmm. something did not feel right. Mm -hmm. And so the morning before I left, the morning of the day that I left for vacation, I was like, I need to just see a doctor real fast yeah. to like ease my mind. Yeah, yeah. So I go in and I, you I'm seeing my PA. did not tell me any of this. I'm going to be honest. Okay. This is the first, I'm, I'm with you guys. This is the first time so I'm hearing this story. So it basically started on my lower right back, like <laughs> adjacent to my love handle. And it was like working its way around my waist. To your to muffin just tops. right. <laughs> bluffing with my muffin tops. Um, to like just underneath my belly button. But the biggest, like, patch of it was on my back. And then the dots around were just little dots. Like, maybe two together or Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. So I go to the doctor. And it's my primary care physician's PA who was helping me. Because I was Mm -hmm. like, I don't care who I see. I just need to see someone today. Um, So I go in. And long story short, she ends up doing a full body scan. Like, head to toe. And (laughs) she left me with a little hospital gown. She's like, I'm going to walk out. Just put on the gown. And just before she closes the door, she's like, oh, just leave on your undergarments. And in my head, I'm like, cool, I don't wear underwear. So now I also have to tell this straight woman that, like, as an almost 30-year-old man, I'm just not wearing underwear at the doctor's office. I think that's normal. In my work uniform. Oh. Right, because I was going to work right after. You don't wear underwear under your uniform? Uh, No. How many pairs of pants do you bring? One, huh? Yeah. So your booty crust is all up in that. No. That's disgusting. I use baby wipes. Anyways, that don't matter. You fart. It does. Everybody farts. Exactly. Yeah. That's coming from deep within. No. Mm-mm. Girl, you That's got surface air Mm-mm. from flying. <laughs> surface air. It's just the wind blowing past my butt cheeks. <laughs> Anyways, so she's doing this like full body scan. I'm like mortified. I keep trying to mention the bed bug bite thing to see like what her reaction's gonna yeah. be. Not once would she indulge on that yeah, yeah, idea. Yeah. They know. Yeah, so she's, like, checking for scabies oh, and, like, girl. all these outbreaks. And I'm like, what the fuck? So, finally, she's like, I'm going to take a photo of it, if you don't mind. And I'm going to go show my 
primary care physician um, the photos just to like get a second opinion. Right. Yeah. I was like, okay, that's cool. Um, so I'm like sitting there and I'm like waiting. So she comes back and I end up having shingles. <gasps> oh, that was part two. Okay. That was part so two. So you left all this out. Never right, mind. You told me you got shingles, but I yeah. just thought you were diseased. So no. So uh, for those of you who don't know, shingles is, um, is basically an outbreak that's similar to chickenpox, but like way worse. Um, so anybody who has had chickenpox in their life can have an outbreak of shingles at any point in their mm-hmm. life. And there's no real, um, there's no real like reason or cause, right. Cause of it. Um, I've read up on it myself and I personally believe that stress can induce it. I mean, that is like what some people say. Right. Um, but there's just no scientific proof to that. Well, I, I should have had shingles, it. honestly. <laughs> it's the, so I'm sitting in the doctor's office and she's like, I want to say it's shingles, but she's like, you're not in pain. And I remember that my baby sister had my youngest sister had this when she was like maybe one or two. Uh-huh. And I just remember her screaming bloody murder. So I was like, no, these literally itch, yeah. but that's it. She's like, okay. I was good to, I was like cleared to go to my work meeting and then cleared to fly on vacation, to mm-hmm. go on vacation. Within like 12 to 14 hours, I was in chronic pain. Oh, really? And like these dots that were on my skin were like so tiny, like minuscule. There was like a little red irritation around that you could see. Yeah. But like the dots themselves were really tiny. Mm-hmm. I'm not kidding you. There's probably like a three inch radius around every dot that was like, painful to the touch like when you have like a fever and you have like body aches yeah yeah just from like your clothes touching that's what it felt like that's so weird it was the worst so luckily i had started medication and within like a week it was subsiding but like it it takes the same process as chicken pox so it like scabs over and then like the scabs are kind of itchy and now i still have like pink marks all over my skin from where it was because they're just scarred now like healing um, and that brings us up to date. <laughs> I've had shingles. I've been broken up with. I've cried in the shower. <laughs> and now I'm in Long Beach. And so we're thriving. <laughs> thriving. 30 and thriving. 30 and thriving. Um, also, we're sitting in Brian's new house, and it's beautiful. Yeah, Shane. Gorgine. Shane just flew in this morning, and this is the first time he actually has um, seen it. In person. Um, in person. Like, I don't think really many people have seen it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when did you move in? It's been a bit, like a, month? like a month and a half. Yeah, uh, almost, almost two months. Yeah, cool. Um, wow, that's crazy. It feels like I've only been here for a week though, which I honestly have when you add up the Between days. Flying, yeah, exactly, because I've just kind of been stacking my schedule. But I have like a whole bunch of days off, so I'm really excited about that. But yeah, yeah, we're in my new house. It's beautiful. Thanks. We'll post photos from a photo shoot. We're gonna do naked in the house, <laughs> so you'll see all of the house on the porch. On the that porch? Yeah, girl. Okay. We're going to be butt cheek out. <laughs> it's big, huh? <laughs> Just like jack-o'-lanterns painted on our butts. <laughs> Trick or treat. Hello, fall. <laughs> you can fall on his ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so that brings us to our... Well, let's end that segment. It... Great. So that's the end of Fruit Roll-Up. That was a long that Fruit was... Roll-Up. But we also recorded that first episode like a month ago. Um... Yeah, give or take. I'm gonna say a week because these are supposed to be weekly podcasts. Well, it's a weekly podcast, so, so we're gonna reference last week as last week's episode. But, but 
we're recording these like kind of all over the place because we live on two different coasts. Yeah, so sometimes it's hard to get together. Yeah. But so San Diego was about a month ago. Pro- I would say. Yeah, about a month ago. Yeah. Um. So that's why the fruit roll up was so long. Um, but now we're caught up. Now we're caught up. Okay, so we're going to move to the next segment. And what we're going to call this segment is Fresh Fruit. This is going to be like the the weekly topic that we want to talk about as the main juice of today's juice. topic, right? Yeah. Um, so we're going to peel back these layers and get into it. Yes! Onion rep. Is not onion a fruit? Uh, not a fruit, but a fruit. nice try. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you peel fruits. Out of all but... the fruits you could choose, like an orange. <laughs> well, you said these layers... Onions have layers. I didn't say layers. I say we're going to peel back, peel this back these topics <laughs> or something. I might have said layers. Plural. I don't know. But um, all the same, right? Show me the receipts. The receipts, girl. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to let you handle this one um, since Great. this is more your topic, but we're both going to talk about it. So go ahead. Explain. Okay. Um, so I am an avid listener of RuPaul and Michelle Visage's podcast, What's the Tea? Um, and a lot of times in that podcast, they reference finding your tribe Mm -hmm. and love it and everything that comes with finding your tribe. Um, and that has something that is something that has resonated strongly with me, especially Mm -hmm. in this past like week or so where I felt the most alone and vulnerable than I have in a very long time. And the second I reached out to the handful of people that are in my tribe, Mm -hmm. I've felt so surrounded um, and empowered by like love in my life That's good. that I felt like it was important to talk about the importance of having a tribe. Sure. Um, so to me, a tribe would be a family, a chosen family. Um, I, that's exactly what I would say yeah, too. Which for, and I, this is just speaking from my own personal experience, um, I feel like is a common topic for the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. Um, the plus LGBTQ to plus LGBTQ plus. Yes. Yes. Um, as a lot of times we are distanced from our own families after coming out or Mm -hmm. before coming out, Mm -hmm. um, while we're in kind of this self identity crisis, Mm -hmm. we refind our identity within those who we surround ourselves with and feel most comfortable around. Um, and I feel like I can confidently say that over the past, uh, like 10 years or so mm-hmm. have really um, conduced my tribe to again, like a handful of people. I like to, I'd like to go with just like a five, yeah. like the five people who I would turn to in like my worst situations. Right. Like a MySpace top eight, excluding Tom. Correct. Once you could kick him out. Yeah. No, <laughs> Tom, you cannot sit with us. No, 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 no. Um, yeah, so I wanted to talk about that. I love that you bring this up, actually, because it kind of fits exactly with my life. Um, so we're, we're making this about you again. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> we made it about you last time. You're like, give three facts, and you're like naming six about yourself. I'm like, oh, she want to cheat. <laughs> she thinks this is Shane's fruit snack pod. I need people to know me. Uh, no, but um, I think it's great that you bring up finding your tribe because I think that that is honestly the main factor of not losing it. I know that sounds mm-hmm. so dramatic, but it really is the truth because yeah. I feel like if we're going to talk about like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, uh, a sense of belonging is very, very important, right? And mm-hmm. in a foundational level, you belong to your family, right? Yeah. Like your parents, your siblings, if you have them, 
And not so, by choice. Not by choice. But I mean, like, um, when you when that gets taken away from you because of your, whatever circumstance you have in your life, it's very difficult. And I don't mean even like in a gay circumstance, but like even mm-hmm. moving away to a new state or something. Yeah. You really have to find your tribe to feel like you fit in. Um, and I say it's perfect that you bring it up because honestly, like buying this new house, um, I know a lot of you guys don't know that me and my parents have gone on this journey, right? When I came out when I was like 18, um, it did not sit well with my family. They have made leaps and bounds, but even with that said, it is not good. Like I probably hear from my mom twice a year. Um, and it's like so surface that you would swear we were talking as strangers, Mm -hmm. honestly. And, um, my dad has definitely made bigger leaps than she has, but I still feel like there's still a lot of growth. And right. it's it's difficult for me because um, I want them to change, but I also don't want it to be on me mm-hmm. for them to change, right? Because if right. I ask them to do things, that's that change is coming from me rather than them feeling... From them. Yeah, feeling yeah. inside that they want to be a more understanding, a better parent or a better person in general. Mm-hmm. And they should be asking those questions. I shouldn't be forcing those questions onto them, Right. right. And like with my brother, I have one brother. He's amazing. He's coming out to visit with his wife, and I love both of them tremendously. Um, and um, I think that because I got kind of X'd out from my family t- 10, 11 years ago, 10, 10 is probably more accurate. Um, it's been hard for me to feel like I can connect with them. Um, and I'm not saying that's their fault as much as it's not mine or mm-hmm. my fault. It's just that I needed to go on my journey to figure out yeah. where I wanted to find happiness. And so... Um, with all of that said, um, buying this new house, I was like, this is where my tribe can settle, mm-hmm. right? Like I I really, in a, um, I mean, now in hindsight, I thought this is the, the way I was thinking, but going through it, I was like, why do I feel so unsettled, right? Because mm-hmm. I was like, I bought this house. It should be an exciting experience, blah, 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 blah. Right. And I was like, this is, a, and like when you, you envision what this this space can turn into i was like this is going to be such a good space Mm -hmm. a safe haven for people that don't belong within my own life right Right. where like because la is a very transient city as Mm -hmm. you can see you're not from la i'm not from la and when we get caught up with work it's hard over the holidays to find time to go back to where you feel comfortable and because i didn't have that space i was like i'm creating that space for myself this is now home to me right right and when um i moved in it was really hard for me to feel settled for whatever reason i think partially is because I thought a lot of people were going to move in with me that I like would love to like mm-hmm. my tribe members, right? Yeah. My council, whatever, how, how whatever you want to call it. Your coven. Them. My bitch. Yes. My coven. You know, <laughs> I am the supreme. Oh. Yeah. I'm in the master. So I'm mm. the supreme. <laughs> and I thought my um, witch bitches were going to move in with me. <laughs> but just, you know, as you were one of them that I was like, yeah. yes, Shane, we're living together like we did in college. This is going to go back to home for me because mm-hmm. that's when it was like the best for me. Yeah. Um, you can, you know, you're still trying to transition, blah, 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 blah. So like all these things were happening. And like, I felt like this safe space for my tribe was not flourishing. And mm-hmm. I was like here by myself. And so it's funny that you bring that up because I feel like I, I've, it's been on my mind a lot lately mm-hmm. and that's the universe giving me a gift again. <laughs> you know, I'm grateful that you brought that up. So that's awesome. Okay. Now if you could just like share the wealth a little bit, <laughs> give me my transfer. Girl, you better talk to the universe. I can't give that to you. Okay. Um, um but long story short, I'm going to say that a lot. My, mind you, I always say long story short. Your, it's in your vernacular. It's literally like me saying like all the time. Yeah. I always say long story short when I have a long-winded speech of, like, my thought process. And it never is long story short. So just bear with me. Um, 
A tribe is so important it because, is. like, over the past 10 years, if I didn't have my tribe member, my coven, mm -hmm. I would not have been here today. And I'm not saying that I was ever suicidal, but I will say that thoughts have crossed my mind where it's like, when you feel so alone that you're like, nothing is going to change this. It's that anxiety talking, right? Mm -hmm. That negative talk where it's like, it's never going to be right. It's never going to be okay. But then once you start finding people that you actually love and get out of... So if, if you're not feeling like you belong in the space that you are currently in, there are other spaces for you to move to. Yeah. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying that it's quick. Mm -hmm. But you, anything better than where you are now is worth fighting for, right? Yeah. Which brings it back to like the It Gets Better campaign. Completely. All of that. Yeah. And it's like when you're in that mind space, like I have been, it's really hard to see that and like understand mm -hmm. because you for sure like you don't get it, right? Right. Like your sim your story is similar, but it's not mine and it's never going to be mine. You don't get it. Like da 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 da. But, right. But it is, you know, it does get better. Um, but finding your tribe is so important because it, it gives you that comfort, that safe space where you're not judged for who you are. You're not ostracized for your mm -hmm. choices. And yeah, you still need that guidance. So you should find a space or a tribe that is honest and upfront with what you're going through, but also your best interests is in mind, you know, because I yeah. think mutually we would tell each other if we were in the wrong yeah. and we would respect each other for doing that because it's coming from a place of love and it always comes from a place of mm -hmm. love. Yeah. And your tribe doesn't have to be like five people who are also consistent with one another. Yeah. Like I feel that the word tribe can... Um, your lifelines can honestly. generalize like a, a collective group of people that um, are all in it together and I think that sometimes it's okay to like outsource like Absolutely. I have a part of my tribe in New York and I have Absolutely. a part of my tribe in LA and it's okay that those two tribes aren't in in it together right you know or even that... realistically know each other right you know what i mean yeah like they don't actually we like all five don't have to be friends six seven no. whatever it is yeah for sure um and that actually this whole idea of a tribe not only came from um rupaul's podcast but um i read you are a badass mm. last year good one Ooh, my voice cracked. She don't cry. Um, <laughs> I read. It's just because I made it through one book finally. Um, That's why you're crying. Yeah. I made it. We out here. <laughs> I want to thank my teacher in third grade for teaching yes. me how to read in that reading lab. Yes, thank you. Miss Smithensworth. Smithensworth. I don't know. That sounds like some Midwest shit. That would be some Midwest shit. Um, but you had recommended that book. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend it. It's a self-help book, but I hate to say that because I feel like people deter from self-help books. Right. It's written in a very like kind of gay, now. catty, honestly, like, a now gossipy, yeah, sarcastic, manner. yeah, yeah. Um, like making fun of it being a self-help self-help book. Yeah. Um, and in that, the author Jennifer Jennifer. Let um as you're talking, I'm gonna look it up. Yeah. Um, she quotes uh Jim Rohn. Ron, R-O-H-N, I'm going to say Ron, um, who says you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Um, and I remember reading that quote and taking a photo of it. Pawn, pawn, pawn. What am I saying? Pause. Um, you are a badass is Jennifer by Sen uh, Jen Sincero. J-E-N, last name Sincero, S-I-N-C-E-R-O. You are a badass, yellow book. And then they, she has another one. Yeah, called I, making money. Ma making money. Moves. You are a badass at making money. Okay, um, sorry. Continue. So I highly recommend that. But um, I remember taking a photo of that quote because I wanted to sit with that a little longer. Um, and since then, have really um, dived in. Dived in. Yeah, that's yeah. That works. 
Dovin is Dovin. not a word. Yeah, Dovin. Dovin, because it's past tense. So you dove Is that in. a word? Yeah, dove. I dove into the pool. I dove in. We are sounding real, real <laughs> educated. Um, My English is good. <laughs> Who teached you how to spoke? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, but I, I really dove into that idea um, and figured out what it meant to me um, and who those people were to me. And I think that that's a good reflection to have because I do think that the people who you surround yourself with are a good reflection of who you are. Yeah. Um, and if they're not, then I think you need to find a better selection of people right. who reflect you. Right. Um, and I think it's okay to admit that that helps with your self-identity. Totally. It doesn't take away from it. I think it adds to it. Um, yeah. And in a metaphorical sense too, I feel like your tribe is kind of like your medicine cabinet, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you were to get a cut, you would treat it with a bandaid. If you feel emotionally cut or mentally cut, you go to a friend for help. Mm-hmm. And your tribe is like that first aid kit where yeah. you're like, I am not good. Give me some help. For sure. Yeah. Well, and I think that the benefit of having numerous people in your life, because everybody's going to have, um, for those of you who watch Grey's Anatomy, like a, a my person kind of thing, like your ultimate go go to or like your soulmate without being like a romantic soulmate necessarily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that it's okay to have like a collection of people who you go to for different needs. Totally. You know, like you are like the most blunt and honest voice I think that I need, but I, I would go to somebody else if I needed to like hear what I wanted to hear completely or needed like, yes. Like yeah. if you were going through something, I'm not the person to come to if you're not trying to solve it. In essence. Right, 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 like, right, right, right. And not saying that you're not trying to solve your problems, but for me, if you come to me as a problem yet. and you're like, I have a fire, I'm on fire, I'm going to put you out, right? Right. But you need someone who's like, let me just like hear how the fire feels, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, is it painful? Oh, I can understand that. Right. Is it hot? Oh, but I'm not, I'm not like, no, we are on fire. I don't mm-hmm. care if it's hot, if it's painful. You're asking me to put it out. Let's figure that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that having those different people for those different needs has helped me see or has helped me to um, be able to evaluate what I need in a given situation because I know who instinctively I want to go to. Right. You know, and I think that it's okay to acknowledge that as long as you're then progressing from there. Totally. It's okay to not put the fire out right away, but eventually you need to, you need to put it out. You need to put it out. Yeah. Um, And that's when, you know, you turn to the next, um, the next voice of reason for yourself. Um, And I think like for us, because we live, so well i mean your family is from or lives in california Mm um emotionally might feel really distant though yeah and my family physically is very distant um because i grew up in chicago and and they're still there and they're still there um those those that tribe is um the ones who make anywhere you are feel like home totally you know even if they're not there with you because i would not consider new york to feel like home right right now but i know that i have like a comfort zone in new york because i can easily access anybody to talk you off the ledge if yes you're like, trying like to make even just with decisions. a phone call or a te- exactly. like when i texted you you know which was so i want to bring that up actually um i was when you texted me i was like this is this is the kind of friendship i always try to have because like shane he just as we mentioned you know broke up with this boyfriend or they broke up and you didn't even go into detail with the situation. You're mm-hmm. like, hey, me and Edward broke up. 
you don't need to call me. I just want to let you know. And like, if I need you, I know you're there. Yeah. And I was like, I hear you loud and clear. I'm here if you need it. Yeah. You know, and that was it. That was it. Because yeah. like, at and that then moment, I got in the shower and cried. Exactly. Yeah. But like at that moment, you weren't ready to talk about it. And I don't think it would have worked if I No. you know what I mean? But like with that, like, you know what you need. Mm-hmm. I know how to be there for you. We can be there for you yeah. where it's not like that like uh i don't even know like that fictitious really mm-hmm. friendship where it's like if you mean if you're a good friend like you need to fly out blah blah it's like it's not it's right. not no. necessary no, all no, of no, that no. and i was like yes like and someone's like that is so cool that you guys have that and i was like you know what it is cool mm-hmm. i was like i thought that, you know sometimes it feels normal just because yeah. we do that but i'm like no when you really like die deep dive deep into that it's like that's so cool mm-hmm. yeah to have that support but yeah. for sure and that like that takes so much time to build though mm-hmm. to find that and I remember um, thinking back to the last time that I ended a relationship. Well, I did not end that relationship. The last time my relationship ended was, I would say, the first time in my life that I was, like, manically depressed. Like, that was probably the worst time to this point in my life absolutely for me i think your world was crashing down and the for sure the relationship my world was on fire on fire and i had no idea i was just like closed in this room by my like in my relationship not thinking about anything else crumbling around me Mm -hmm. and when my relationship ended it was like this sudden realization that i had no idea who i was or what i wanted out of my life um and so after that point i i lost not only myself, but like that tribe who I would go to because I pushed everybody away mm-hmm. because I didn't, I didn't know what I needed. So I didn't even know like who to turn to or what to ask right. for. Um, and that was a moment that I needed to go through and that I needed to experience to now, uh, however many years later, like five years later, five years, yeah, get to this point of like self-realization where I can feel the hurt at this point but i also don't know that to... like with it it's not going to overpower yeah, my life it's not going to lead you into decisions no and yeah. i i allow it the moments to have its time yes yeah. to to make itself seen and felt um and then like i said like that that megan mccain warrior mm-hmm. moment where i can kind of like pull it together and be like you've had this moment now you need to do something more positive for right. yourself to continue moving forward and right. if you need to feel sad again that's fine but at least have this moment of positivity where you're powering through something sure. and moving um and that came with like so much time and self-awareness right um and i'm not saying that <laughs> i'm all like built up and mm-hmm. like good to go for the rest of my life now it's still going to be a process but you're you're more open I'm, and aware of that yeah process. i'm like way more yeah. aware and I remember you telling me, you and a couple other people um, in my tribe, telling me the first time around, like, literally the only thing that will heal this is time. For and sure. that is the hardest the thing hardest to thing. hear because you There's feel no end. so powerless. Yeah. Like, if they're like, oh, all you need is wait a month, your package yeah. will arrive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like, right. I got this. But you're, you're like, like okay. you need time. Bitch, yeah. time where? Or time what? Right. What's time? Right. <laughs> um, Bitch, I could die tomorrow. What time? <laughs> Yeah, but like seriously, all that will will heal anything in life is time. Um, and so if you're struggling um, or you feel lost or alone, like make it, I would say feel that and then make an effort and know that with time it will, I hate to say it will get better because that's like, you know, right, not like my original idea. Onto that, yeah. But it will get better. Um, yeah. You just have to allow it the the time that it needs i love that 
Because I feel like the, there's like a, a beauty in all that misery mm-hmm. is that when you're going through it, there's just a lot of darkness and it's, yeah. it is it no, there's no beauty, right? Like mm-hmm. you feel like life is crushing you. But then if you get to a certain point where literally you experience the pain and you really understand where it's coming from, because it's never what is actually happening, right? Like, like I was saying, getting in this house, I lost my shit over a screw that would not screw into the wall. And I started breaking down crying. And it wasn't about the screw. No. Um, but I let myself cry. And I was like, okay, Brian, you're frustrated. Why? What is it? Mm-hmm. And then you literally just talk yourself Bigger through picture. it. Bigger picture. Yeah. It's not about the screw. Like, the screw has nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. And I use that example because realistically, like, whatever we're going through, it's like that halt idea, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like, are you hungry? Are you alone? Are you tired? Or are you... Hungry, alone, tired. There's What's an L. L. Hungry, alone. Uh, oh shit! I'll oh no! Up. Hungry, angry is the A, mm-hmm. not alone. Hungry, lonely. angry, lonely, or tired. Once you experience that, a lot of those motivations do come from that. You mm-hmm. know, it's like in that moment, I was alone and hungry because I didn't right. eat all day, and then I was alone because I was upset that no one was there to help me. If I needed a new screw, I didn't want to have to go back to Home Depot because I was trying to get food to eat. And you're not a lesbian. And- <laughs> so, you know, bitch, I'm not a lesbian, but I'm a butch queen. Okay? I put all these ceiling plans up by myself. You did. They no, but, good. like, um, that's a good basis, but I only say that it's like it's beautiful because when you come out on the other end it's almost like you have this whole realization that you're a whole badass bitch right where Mm -hmm. like you come out thinking come at me now right you're not scared of people leaving your life you're not scared of losing loved Mm -hmm. ones you're not scared of like tackling new fears yeah you're you're like girl i got this yeah bitch i stayed solid i'm gonna stay (laughs) solid and we about to do this right making Mm -hmm. money moves it's big huh power moves So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, is there anything to add to that? Because I think we kind of covered it all the way. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think it's extremely important to find your tribe, gay, straight, bi, whatever. Mm-hmm. It does not matter, man, woman. Like you need your lifeline. Yeah. Build your hospital so when shit goes down, you know where to check in, who, what doctor to talk to, mm-hmm. and like get the help you need. Yeah. Oh, speaking of um, that prompts, I do uh, think that it is a smart idea to have even if it's not a friend, somebody to talk to, like a therapist or somebody who you can just vent to. Um, This is something that I have not personally started, but that I am actively seeking. Um, I just think that it's healthy where, you know, when I texted you and I was like, I'm not ready to talk yet. um, Maybe I could have spoken to as more of a stranger Mm -hmm. because I can just vent out my Mm -hmm. feelings Mm -hmm. and my thoughts and emotions. And then from there kind of filter it into the people who I, no, you can right. run to. Yeah. 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 No, um, I love it. So I'm a huge advocate of that. And I think great, that great, great. should have that. Awesome. So that kind of wraps up Fresh Fruit. Um, I guess we can segue into the next topic, um, which is going to be fruit smoothies. fruit smoothies. And that's just a blend of our ideas with yours. So we wanted to bring up things that people have written in to say that they want to hear from us. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, we do want you guys to write in with like... Um, advice questions of like things you're going through we're no trained professionals yet we can give you our life advice and hopefully you find some um help from that mm-hmm. um, but i think it'd be funny to talk about anything literally anything 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 um even if we don't know but yeah it. so we kind of posed the question on our instagram story at fruit snacks pod fruit snacks pod, pod. why is that so hard for me to say fruit snacks pod snacks uh-huh. with an s 
And um, some people wrote back. Did you get any no, anything? No, I didn't post it. I got caught up. Uh, we started right before I posted, uh, and I just wanted okay. to like. It's focus. okay. We have quite a few things here. I don't think we should go through all of them because we are kind of having a lengthy podcast. Wait, we right already now. have to filter. Yeah, we have too much coming in. Podcast queens. <laughs> but um, let's see what people. Oh, okay. Um, who who is that? Wait, can we say who they're from? I would. Uh, well, we don't have to. I, I mean, I would. I would say no, just because okay. some of it is deeper. Okay. So cool. I don't want to like put the, their Fair stuff enough. on blast. Yeah. So. Um, Let's see. He's filtering through now. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, there's a lot. Thank I know. You. I'm telling you. To anybody who responded. Okay, so a couple things. Um, I'm gonna name a few. I don't think we should like. Maybe we'll come back to it on the next episode. Yeah. But um, I'm just gonna name a few. So um, I'm just gonna name three. Anal. Literally, that's all it says is anal. So I'm assuming probably. How to get into it, it, all of that, which is a whole nother topic. I'm kind of. We actually have a whole podcast episode coming out on that. Do we? Yes, sexual preferences. Oh, well, is it really about anal, though? Is anal not part of sexual preferences? No. No? (laughs) I didn't think so either. My sexual preference is anal. Oh. (laughs) They're like, what do you. could be. What are you into? Anal? Anal? Guy or girl? Just anal. (laughs) (laughs) So moving on, anal is one of them. Great. Um, ASMR. You don't know what ASMR is? Oh my god, stop it. Yes. yes. Cardi B just did one. We about to should we talk about ASMR? You know more about it than I do. Well, this per- is more your specialty. Okay, well, and then uh opinions on thruples. So of those three, mm. what did you want to talk about? Uh I would do thruples. But we're kind of running long. So is it thruples Great. within a 10-minute segment or thruples in like Yeah, a whole I could sh- I could okay. can, yeah, I So can you want thruples? Or do we only get one option? Well, I feel like it's getting a little bit long right now. I don't want it like a two-hour podcast because right now we're... Well, let's just give each topic a minute. Two minutes tops. Okay, how about we give two minutes tops, two topics? Okay, great. Okay, so of the three, what do you want to talk about? I'll do thruples. You can do ASMR. (laughs) ASMR, (laughs) ASMR. Okay, so go on thruples, and I'm going to add into it too, though. Okay, so thruples. Opinion. Um, So the question that was posed was opinions on thruples. Okay, I um, I have never been in a thruple. However, I will say um, my biggest piece of advice to anybody exploring any new type of relationship or <laughs> sexual preference, maybe anal, um, or any new situation in life, come at it with an open mind. And that is something that, like we were talking about earlier, will only come with time mm-hmm. and experience and maturity. Mm-hmm. I used to be such a hopeless romantic. Like, watch The Notebook every Friday night, like, first year of college. I would, like, I love that you're bringing all this stuff up. I would, like... I have so much to say. I would, like... We have two minutes. I would, like... (laughs) I would, like, go get Taco Bell, go home, like, watch The Notebook, Uh and, like, cry and fall asleep. Yeah. And I was, like, I wanted that love story. I wanted, like, the one-in-one, like, build a house for me, move me out to the middle of nowhere, like, let's raise a family together and, like, live our life together. Yeah. And as I'm getting older, I'm understanding the idea of um, open relationships more. Uh And I'm understanding um, how to not completely disconnect from the act of sex. Yeah. um, 
because I know I know myself and uh-huh. I know that I will always attach some sort of emotion or sensuality to the physical act of sex. Sure. Um, but that doesn't mean that you have to be romantically involved with somebody to have sex with them. Right. You know? Um, and I didn't know how to detach that before sure. in my life. Um, again, like thruples. I've never been in a thruple, but I don't judge people who want to try that mm-hmm. because I actually just recently met somebody who's been in a successful thruple for years Mm -hmm. and it works really well for them. And I don't know that whole story, so I'm not going to speak too much on it. Right. But my point being that there are so many different types of relationships and experiences in life that work for some people and not for others. And you just have to be open to letting things be and to trying things. And if it works for you to normalizing it for yourself, because I think we're, we are, our own worst critic mm-hmm. the sentence is very hard to say um and i think if something feels abnormal and we think that people will think negatively about mm-hmm. it we judge it too quickly and mm-hmm. we'll like shut it down mm-hmm. before we can experience it even if it's something we really want or feels really the gay good to experience us. to straight people for sure yeah for sure um and so that's why i wanted to talk about that because that is actually something that i am kind of mentally experiencing for myself pause we're not going to have two minutes on this. We're going right. to extend it to when we're done talking because oh, okay. I think that was literally two minutes. So right. we're just going to keep going, but I'm fine okay. with it. Um, hopefully you're all still listening <laughs> because now we're talking about your questions. So if you're not, I'm fucking pissed. Just kidding. Um, but I, I just think that you need to, like, honestly, the thing that it comes back to is just having an open mind. And again, like, that takes a lot of self-awareness and um a lot of self-confidence. Like, mm-hmm. if you're confident enough with yourself, I don't think that other people's lives should affect you, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that we, as a society, need to normalize new ideas. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying, like, any specific one new idea, but I think we, traditionally speaking, have been so focused on two people, one relationship, 2.5 kids, yeah. one house, like... And I was actually going to say, I feel like that's part of one, like, that's part of the reason that maybe moving into this whole house on your own felt so lonely is because when you hear about people buying houses, they're like married and buying Mm -hmm. a house or like they're not married yet. And they're like buying a house to, after being married, start a family Mm -hmm. in and like build this life together. Mm -hmm. And, and you are doing this with the intention of like Like, making memories with your tribe, but because your tribe- Right, coven, <laughs> coven house as supreme. Uh, okay, I gotta protect um, my coven. <laughs> um, like Jessica Lang supreme or girl Angela uh, Bassett supreme. Okay, that voodoo. She was not a. She was a witch. Uh, she... Voodoo witch. Oh, see, so because it was a black thing, it's not. It's not valid. I wasn't taken there. <laughs> no, we're there. We're <laughs> there. Anyways, you um, know why you weren't taken there? Because you're white privilege. <laughs> Just kidding. <Okay. laughs> Probably true. <laughs> self-awareness i'm okay with thinking that way i will go along with that thought um i but i was gonna say like i think you're you're like trying to to blow through this we got more than two minutes girls but i'm like no the coffee literally just kicked in right now and i'm just like this is something that i'm so passionate about again not not just the idea of thruples Uh but being open to any new type of relationship that you're not used to hearing about seeing right experiencing for yourself like I just, I'm an open-minded person. So if you want to talk to me one-on-one, I'll find out your name through Brian. I'll reach out. Why through me? They'll they'll reach out on Fruit Snacks Pod after following us. To, so I'll look at that now. Um, but scene. 
<laughs> All right. Ooh, Anything else to add? Nope, You're sweating I'm sweating. A bit. I am sweating. <laughs> she was ready to go. I Good was. thing that they asked that. Yeah. She was Thank you, viewer. She, she was sitting on listener. You can't view us. You can't see us. Someday. Um, my whole thing on throuples is I agree. Um, I don't. So here's the thing. I've never, like you said, been in an open relationship or anything like that. But as like you, like you mentioned earlier, as you get older, I get the idea behind it. Right. Right. Um, cause I think it's very difficult and I, it's one of those things where what camp do you buy into? Right. Mm-hmm. I feel like with, um, religion and how that's like the backbone of American standard. And I hate to say that because I, I, I think religion kind of affects a lot of things when you start dictating how people should live, especially when they're not a part of that religion, it starts making boundaries and barriers, you know, mm-hmm. but on a complete, um, Side note to that, I feel like monogamy is part of religion, right? Yeah. And that's why we are bought into that idea. It's almost like the American dream where, like, mm-hmm. you grow up, buy a house, get a family. Mm-hmm. When our generation, that's not our American dream. Right. Like, I feel like... I think it was so unattainable for us that we had to develop a new a American, new American dream, dream. which is completely fine. You yeah. adapt, you change. Mm-hmm. And so our American dream now as our generation is avocado toast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> And Instagram. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But like, honestly, our American dream is, I feel like, downsizing, mm-hmm. living within our means as far as like almost a minimalist standpoint. Maybe this is just a California idea and I'm like summarizing as everyone. I think everyone wants the big thing, but it's not attainable for right. everyone. You make do with yes. what you have. And I also think that like on um, a, re- uh, you know, a professional sense, women are more in the workforce. They're mm-hmm. like, no, I want to make my career before I decide to have a family, which mm-hmm. is why people are getting married later and stuff like that on a complete side note, because financially you can't get married young, be a stay at home mom and live off of one paycheck. Like no. it's not going to happen. Especially in California, it is not going to happen. And so I think we now want our American dream to be flexible, Mm -hmm. be um, adaptable to our changing environment, our economy, all of that. Travel is a big thing now with our generation. Mm -hmm. And so being gay, it's easy for us to look at things with a different perspective right because we don't buy into what culture says we should Mm -hmm. right well and we just have more choice over it exactly if we're not having kids in our monogamous relationship because we physically cannot we're picking when to start right like we can't just like choose to have a family by having sex we have to like plan it out adoptions all that whatever expensive af but what i was saying was that um i don't even remember as gay people were allowed to... Oh, as gay people, because we don't fit into what is norm, we have to go out choosing what we want to think or mm-hmm. how we want to view ourselves mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And so I feel like... Um, it's freedom. If yeah, you know. it's it, that's why you see open relationships more so in the gay community mm-hmm. because we're not following the standard, right? right? And I feel like that was seen for so long as... Um, as us being like sexually exploit exploitative right. like as opposed to having just our like, caking eating it too. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to just living life a different way. But I think that goes back to not understanding and having an opinion about it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. understand where that is coming from. So this is what I'm getting at is that for me, I always thought that monogamy was the way I kind of still feel that way. Um, and not, not saying that that's the right way. And if you're in an over relationship, it's wrong. But I think that I would want someone who's like my own. And I'd like that romantic idea of committing myself to that person. Because for me, I'm like, if, if I were to bring someone into the relationship, I don't think I'd want it to be separate. Like mm-hmm. I would want it to be like a together thing. Yeah. But regardless, 
with that said, I don't think that I can get everything I need in a personal level from one entire person. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where the conversation opens for me with bringing another person in. Because like you said, with your tribe, you would go for me for advice in a Mm -hmm. certain area and you wouldn't go somewhere else. But I feel like when you think of that monogamy thing, you go to that one person for everything. Everything. And I don't think that that is realistic. Or fair. Or fair, yeah. That's a very good point. Or fair, because it's not fair for you to put that responsibility on someone who is physically or mentally or emotionally not capable of giving Mm -hmm. you what you need to be happy. All while trying to maintain a romantic relationship with that person. It's a lot to juggle, yeah. And and I think it doesn't work for everyone, because I think... It, it, it works for the people who aren't as committed to that monogamy idea, mm-hmm. but you also have to open up your mind. And I'm not saying like, when we're saying an open couple, I think it goes to sexual, yeah. right? Where it's like, sexually, I get to sleep around yet still be in a marriage. I right. think realistically, you can emotionally cheat too, you know uh-huh. what I mean? So, Well, it, yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I know that I attach some sort of emotion to every sexual sense, encounter. Yeah. Again, that I personally have. Right. I'm not saying that you do. Um, but I know that I do. So right. I think that in in that given moment, one would see it as like emotionally cheating as well. Right. You know, I'm right. just, I'm now viewing it as having an experience with somebody. Right. And I think that's why it's easy for like straight couples, the girl to have a friend with the gay man, because they get that that mm. um, masculine energy mm-hmm. without feeling like they're cheating. Yeah. Because they could be like, they're gay, what do you have to worry about, right? But mm-hmm. if it was another straight man giving them that same validation right. emotionally and conversationally, they'd be like, whoa, 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 what's going on? And mm-hmm. that could be seen as emotional cheating, right? For sure. But, you, but like, if you both understand that, like, that's why I'm like, it's hard for me to, like, explain it because if you're coming from the camp of monogamy where it's like, a man and a woman or a woman and a woman or a man and a man should just be one and one mm-hmm. then it's hard for you to wrap your mind around being able to give yourself to someone else because right. you probably have never been in experience or felt like you needed to mm-hmm. but from I experienced with me in my life, even though I've never been in an open relationship, I can understand and respect the idea that you're not going to be fully fulfilled from one person. Right. Just like your parents. Forever. Forever. Like your mom doesn't always give you what you need. Uh Your dad doesn't always give you what you need. Your brother, sister, whatever. So I think that relationships are fluid just like sexuality. And you kind of have to find what's right in that moment. And that sounds a little bit selfish. Like you're just doing what's right for you. Not the case, but you're doing what's right in a respectful way to your partner to find happiness and health. And I think Mm -hmm. in the long run, if you mutually understand where this emotion is coming from, you can mutually agree that it is completely okay. Right. Well, yeah. and I think we take it personally if we hear, like, you're not giving me what I need. Right. And it might have nothing to do with you, but you brought up a point earlier that prompted a thought in my mind. The one thing that I've recognized in myself, and again, we talked about this earlier, uh-huh. is how much I've grown just in the past five years right. as a person. And my wants and my needs and what I'm into right now are so polar opposite sure. from some of the things that I wanted and needing and was into five years ago that it's it has nothing to do with anybody else in my life. It's solely on me mm-hmm. and the changes within me and the way that I think and mm-hmm. operate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that for two people to experience that together is incredible. But I think that it's okay to recognize that sometimes even if you're still with that person, you might find yourself um i mean i think that's where the term like work husband or work wife came from totally you have somebody away from home who you have this connection with 
And I think it's like easier for us to make it more innocent by or saying, campy or satirical yeah, to be like a like, joke. It's my yeah. work husband or like, but it's my work wife. or even like my and gay like, husband. Oh, right. Exactly. Where realistically sure. you're gaining everything that you would, but because you categorize it in a way mm-hmm. that is digestible for you and your spouse, right. you're like, it's good. Right. When realistically, that's not the traditional sense or idea mm-hmm. of monogamy for yeah. sure. Very good point. And I just think it's, Everybody is going to have their own experience, their Mm -hmm. own human experience. Mm -hmm. And if a monogamous lifelong relationship works for you, stick with it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But if, if you are somebody who, you know, um, is going to need something different or maybe want to try something more, I just think that like an open, honest communication with anybody who you're sharing your life with is so, so key and vital. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is there anything else you wanted no, to add? No, I was, that was it. <laughs> okay, well, I think we should probably end it there for Great. that, um, that fruit smoothie section, because yeah. if we keep going, this is going to be like six hours. Um, but we're, let's just end with this final wrap up, okay. and we're going to call it in season, like, you know, seasonal fruit. Mm-hmm. And what this segment is, is just a quick little outro of things that we're interested in for this week, right? Things also, that kind we'll, of pull our attention. We'll come back to Amphar next episode. What? Am, uh, ASMR. ASMR. <laughs> so um i'll start us off so in season for me this week is um the artist mo m o but then the o is like a slash through it Mm -hmm. you can find her music on spotify i'm sure it's on apple i just don't find it there but her new album just came out forever neverland um she i found her doing a cover of um a spice girl song and it was like this like (gasps) wannabe yeah uh wannabe I don't know. I don't know if that was the correct okay, one. Maybe not. Um, it goes, say you will be there. Oh, say you will be there. Oh. Doom. Oh, I think. And then do on the beat. Do on the beat. Yes, I swear. Say you will be there. Yeah, yeah. that song. Oh. Yeah. So she. <laughs> that was, that's my introduction to Mo. But this album, Forever Neverland, yeah. like lit. It's hard for me to find it. This is like a summary of you in music. Yes. Like literally it's so hard for me to find an album I can listen to top to bottom. There's only a few. Mm. Sam Smith, Writings on the Wall was one of them. Um, Adele, Always Clutch. Yeah. Um, And then like Tove Lo, Queen of the Clouds. Yeah. Yes. But like even artists that I really, really like, like Beyonce, Mm. I can't listen. I don't want to offend anyone, but not every song I like. You know, there are a couple. You'll find yourself skipping past certain Exactly. This one, I play every single song. I'm like, yes. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like you guys should check that out. If you want um, albums, like quick samples of what I feel like the vibes are that like kind of stand out on this album blur which is track number four and then the very last track purple like the summer rain this like indie kind of like um chill beat where like it's not the main event so if you play it as like background noise when you're driving or getting ready you can like bop out to it but you're not like listening to it to where it's like so much noise like edm or something where you're like distracted it's a lot it just adds so much vibe to your mood and it's like so versatile if you're like summer winter spring spring maybe not winter but summer fall (laughs) and spring killer vibe with the sun out and all that love it Yes. Okay, so what's in season for you, Shane? Um, well, I'll go with the music theme because I have been listening to... Um, oh, shit. Another one just came out that I forgot about. Um, okay, well, the the newest one that I at least saw come out was... Um, I'm going to say it wrong. Khaled? Okay. Not DJ. Yeah, yeah. Just that, the... That he just sung that song with Normani not too long ago. Yes. Yeah, great, <gasps> great, great, great. Electric? Great. 
I don't know the names of the song. I just hear them on the radio all the time. Okay. okay. Well, oh yeah, I don't listen to the radio. Um, so he has one called Sun City, and it's actually a. I don't know if it's a full album. It's all of like one, two, three, four, five, like seven songs. It just came out a couple weeks ago too, right? This EP. I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. Um, New but Music Friday. He, his first album was really good, yeah. and this second one, like, because you know sometimes artists evolve. Yeah. Um, I have an artist in mind who like has evolved. Well, I'll just say Jesse J. I haven't loved can't, all of her music can't. since her first album. Her first album, I loved. Her voice, her newer al- amazing. Oh, her stupid. Her like, acoustic, un- inhuman, acoustic, unhuman, acapella stuff like. Yeah, unhuman yeah. talent raw, but her produced stuff with the tracks and the beats and all that. Mm-mm, yeah, I'm not about it. a lot of it. Can't get it. Um, so the evolution I don't always follow with. Yeah, his is like really really good. Sam Smith is my like first true love, um, but the one that I've been playing on repeat that I am obsessed with currently is Jess Glynn. Mm-hmm. Um, her first album was I Cry When I Laugh. She's great. Yeah. So she came out with a new album called Always in Always in Between. She's a redhead, right? Yes. Stunning. She's beautiful, yeah. gorgine. You can so with in season you pick one thing, girl. You're going okay. through your whole Spotify <laughs> playlist. You're playlist. like, I like this song. No, no, this no, song's the, great. I the love this song. The one that I wanted to focus on was Jesslyn because she actually has a full deluxe. Okay, so album, why are you gonna introduce Kalen? Start to finish. Well, because I just saw his on accident. <laughs> And I also love that. But there's like different we have we, we go in with these rules, right? Like pick one thing that, and then Shane just okay, but listen, You know, but I'm listen, here for it because I support him as a friend. I'm an emotional being and I have drama. different needs for different emotions. Remember when he was like, I I like to stick to, to rules. I'm a mm-hmm. rule follower. <laughs> Ten minutes after my two minute rule. So I'm still talking about the same thing. Clearly, we're learning things about ourselves as we Anyways. do this. He's on his journey. Anyways, Jess Glenn. Listen to Jess Glenn always in between. And so I guess that's the end of this um, episode of Fruit Snacks Pod. You can also find us at on Instagram at Fruit Snacks Pod, Fruit Snacks with an S Pod. And then you want to shout out your Instagram? Yeah, uh, it's N A Y R Shane S H A N E. That's my whole handle. And then mine is at Weaver Brian Weaver spelled W E A V as in Victor E R B R Y A N. You can follow us there, see what we're going on in our personal life, and then if you follow Fruit Snacks Pod, you can see when we're posting new episodes. Um, and then reach out to us in our DMs, slide up in them um, with you know questions, so we can add you into the next um, episode topic of fruit smoothie. Yeah, yeah. But uh, thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you next time. Yay. Yeah. Get it, get it. Yes. Bye.